0: Sleigh bells ring, are you listening?
1: Hey y'all, today's podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the (laughs) shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. We're still a little bit under the weather, but I'll tell you what would make me feel great today. That's a big old six-pack of Crumble Cookies. Oh
0: my goodness, and on the menu this week, the Snickerdoodle, soft yet crispy, a sweet vanilla sugar cookie coated in a sparkly cinnamon sugar crust.
1: They also have a new cookie, the eggnog cookie. It's Mm. a festive sugar cookie, and they top that with a smooth eggnog buttercream frosting and a sprinkle of ground nutmeg on top.
0: How about the frozen hot chocolate? A rich chocolate cookie smothered in hot cocoa-flavored mousse and topped with fluffy mini marshmallows.
1: And just in time for the holiday, it's the birthday cake. It's a deliciously smooth cake batter cookie, and they top it with vanilla cream cheese frosting and a dash of red and green sprinkles.
0: How about the red velvet white chip? Your favorite cake elevated a dark red velvet cookie loaded with gooey white chips.
1: And of course, the milk chocolate, chip the classic that can't go wrong it's thick it's soft and it's packed with tons of milk chocolate chips
0: check out crumble cookies in the shops at hilltop in jonesboro
1: you can download the app order online save some time or check him out online at crumblecookies.com and always remember and never forget this holiday season crumble cookies caters
0: here's the podcast
2: This is Arkansas, and this is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
1: All right. (laughs) Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry.
0: And top of the morning to you, Brandon Baxter.
1: Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It It is December the 21st of 2022. Glad you guys are up with us this morning. It's been a couple of days since we've been in studio, uh, based on both of us getting sick. And I don't know about this, but I feel like I sound like a different
2: human.
0: <laughs> I sound way better, but I can still, like, I still have all the, like, you can hear it, you know, like kind of behind your eyes and behind your nose. and it's going
1: to say something about your eyes. Oh, as well. hush. <laughs> so today is National French Fried Shrimp Day. Hmm. So it's also the winter solstice, and that means it's the shortest day and the longest night of the year. That's happening today. Hmm. So the shortest day, I think I'm ready for it.
0: It's pretty cold.
1: I can tell you we've been uh, been up for just a few minutes, and I'm ready to go home already. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the Wednesday before Christmas. All right, first thought of the day, KP, go.
0: Have you ever been hit with a scent, and that smell takes you back to a certain memory? So I bought some lotion, and it had this small hint of rose to it. And I was putting it on my face last night. It's this facial cream stuff. And I was putting it on my face, and it reminded me of this moment where this boy named Darren in the fifth grade... Bought me some perfume for a present, Mm -hmm. and I was so proud of it. It was for like for Christmas. And I remember uh, using quite a bit of it uh, at recess. Oh, sure. Dousing myself. Um, And I remember taking it home and wanting to tell my mom I became a woman because I I had gotten a present in
1: fifth grade from a
0: boy in fifth grade. Well, my mom made me take it back to Darren when she realized there was a sticker on it that said Tester. What? It was one of those testers, and he had stolen it off like a, I don't know, a shelf.
1: Old devious Darren.
0: Old devious Darren. Golly. I could not write notes to Darren anymore.
1: Is that sucker still around? I had to give it back.
0: Darren, I, you know what? I do not know what happened to Darren.
1: Can somebody find Darren for me? Was he local? The, no. This, this is, is somewhere else? a guy,
0: else? let's see, fifth grade, that was uh, Jacksonville, Arkansas. All
1: right, Jacksonville, Arkansas, if you know what Darren... <laughs> Who became a thief? <laughs> we need to hear from you this morning.
0: But anyway, just that scent. I was like, man, just crazy.
1: I kind of relate to that. Last night, Murphy tooted on the couch, and it reminded me of Pop. The holidays. Wait,
0: the toot or the... Yeah. Okay, that's disgusting. why
1: You know, after too much food. Okay. Yeah.
0: First thought of the day besides that one. Yeah. Double B, go.
1: Uh, number one, I don't think I can breathe all the way.
0: <laughs> I can't either.
1: I can feel like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle talking today on yes. the Breakfast Club, which uh-huh. should be fun. <clears throat> what else do we have going on? Uh, so I've had multiple days to do nothing but lay in the bed. It's like terrible. I got I got sick Saturday night. I was in bed for days and days and days. And then I thought, well, I've slept. You know, I've slept and slept and slept because I was so bored. And then last night it was about I don't know 12:30, and I thought, you know what, idiot, it's time to go to bed.
2: <laughs>
3: I know.
1: So even after multiple days off and sick, where I've slept nonstop, I can't go to bed right
0: before I have to go to work. It messes you up. I know.
1: So I got three hours of sleep last night, and I sound like this. It's going to be one of those days we do appreciate you guys uh, dealing with us today. (laughs) Because it's going to be a different level as we get set for Christmas weekend. All right, let's get you caught up on what's trending this morning with Arkansas's morning show. Uh, One of the big stories is the California earthquake. There was a 6.4 magnitude earthquake that hit in Northern California in the Eureka area. Uh, They're saying at least two people have died and 12 others are injured. Tons of people, tens of thousands without electricity at this point. And I'm just sitting here thinking about the whole earthquake deal. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what it is. Maybe because I've never been through a major one. But those cause so much anxiety for
0: me. No, I know. We did earthquake drills growing up. So we, I mean, my anxiety has been a long time with those things.
1: And see, I don't remember if we did those in Texas Mm -hmm. or not. I know we did tornado warnings. And I was always scared to death, even during the, the drill that yeah. it was going to happen mm-hmm. during the drill.
0: During the drill,
1: yes. You know,
0: because <laughs> that was you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that'd be my luck. But yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of wild, the whole ca- the earthquake deal, because when I first moved to, uh, to northeast Arkansas, I heard about, is it the new Madrid fault line, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm going to have to move. Right. And I thought, where can I move to that has no severe weather? Uh, and really, you're kind of limited in there. You are. So anyway, our thoughts go out to the people of California dealing with the quake.
0: Also trending today, Elon Musk is resigning from Twitter. What? After being defeated in his own poll, Elon Musk will resign as Twitter CEO. He confirmed that he would resign from the role he took on during his $44 billion takeover. Oof. That is once he finds a, repl- a replacement who is, quote, foolish enough to take the job. <laughs> <laughs> After that, he says he plans to just run the software and servers team. But Elon Musk resigning as CEO.
1: So if you had $44 billion, would you go by Twitter Like you have billions, 44 billion.
0: He has a different mind than we do. I mean, I like
1: Twitter and all, but I don't know if I'd pay 44 billion for it. Also trending this morning, and this is a a big deal. uh, OU, the University of Oklahoma, is going to ban the use of TikTok for students Mm. and staff. So it's not just people who are government employees who work for the school. They're telling the kids they can't use it either if they go to OU. And they're saying they're trying to block it from all of the... uh, all of the uh, the routers and stuff like that. Wow. All of the connections that the kids might have on the campus. And it's, again, because of the fear that the Chinese are getting information from TikTok. So will this happen elsewhere? And the reason Oklahoma's doing it is because their governor is kind of one of those guys behind it saying, Hey, no, you need to stop using this. We're going to stop the state from using it. And they stopped OU from using it as well. So that's a pretty big story yeah. this morning as well. And that's what's trending as you get up. With Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
1: All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show
0: high five.
1: High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to a lady named Holly Leah. She's from Tennessee. And she was basically able to make somebody's Christmas like a thousand times better. Let me introduce you to Jamie McCall. Now, Jamie was moving from Florida to Michigan. Mm. So the beauty of Florida (laughs) to the cold of Michigan, right? Mm. And on her way, she was traveling, uh, you know, to get to Michigan. And she came through Tennessee and stopped in the town of Cleveland, Tennessee, where she got a hotel room. It was her and her cats. Well, somehow the cat got out of the hotel room while she was gone. Mm. And uh, evidently ran across the highway and uh, poor, poor Jamie had to figure out what to do because her Uh. cat was gone. She had to leave the cat behind because she couldn't find the cat. She couldn't just stay in Cleveland, Tennessee. She needed to get to Michigan. So she left the cat, got to Michigan and then realized that, you know, she was really lost without Mm -hmm. her cat. So she was talking to some friends and they said, hey, you should make a post on Facebook in that city and see if anybody's seen your cat. Well, a few weeks later, all of a sudden, Jamie was contacted by Holly Leah, who found the cat, had taken the cat in, and had been caring for the cat. So, uh, at that point, Jamie McCall sets it up where her grandfather, who's a truck driver, was going to swing through Tennessee and pick up her cat and bring it to Michigan. And she says she got her family back. She says, this is my family. This is overwhelming. Good people, really good people. Good people. I mean, who would take a cat and return it hundreds of miles away? Mm. It's just overwhelming. And uh, Jamie McCall says this is the Christmas gift of a lifetime. Mm. So here's to you, Holly Leah of Cleveland, Tennessee. It's an Arkansas morning show. High five.
0: High five.
1: And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com.
2: Brandon, Baxter in the morning.
1: All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is December the 21st, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for
2: you. Good. This is country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
1: We have country music news today on Morgan Wallen. So I've kind of joked about this for the last uh, couple of months, I guess. It seems like every time we have a Morgan Wallen story, he's breaking some type of record. Uh, And he's done it yet again. According to chart data, the Dangerous Double Album uh, has become the first album in history to spend 100 weeks. In the top oh, yes. ten of the Billboard uh, 200 chart, the album Dangerous, a double album, came out in January of 2021. Mm-hmm. It's been in the top ten for 100 weeks, oh, yes. which is pretty crazy. It's also the longest-running top ten album in the charts' history. Uh, they're talking about the song you, Proof.
2: I
4: need something
2: "You Prove."
1: It's number one this week again. It's now tied with "Amazed" by Lone Star and "It's Five O'clock Somewhere" by Alan Jackson for the most weeks at number one on the Billboard Country Airplay chart. So just huge right now to be Morgan while it's on out all those concerts with his uh, stadium tour Morgan also has his 3 song sampler that's out one of the songs on there is called One Thing at a Time I can be- Album man, but that's Morgan Wallen. Congratulations to him.
0: We have country music news today on Kane Brown.
2: Oh, 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 oh. Whoa, oh, oh.
0: So, Kane Brown was playing a show in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and he invited an older couple to join him on stage. And after he introduces them, Kane tells the audience that they're going to help them uh, sing, or they're going to help sing as the couple dances, like has this dance together. So imagine this sweet couple. They're older. Kane Brown begins to serenade them with his song, Heaven. He has this big smile on his face. This couple begins to dance. Here's what it sounds like. How sweet! I know. So you can check out the video of the moment that this couple is never going to forget. It serenaded on stage by Kane himself. It's all—it's up on all of his socials. Just search Kane Brown.
1: And country music news today. Today on Why Nona Judge. So, Winona's about to go out on tour. She's continuing the Jud's final tour in 2023. This is a tour that was originally going to be the final tour with uh, Winona and Naomi, but Naomi uh, passed away. They're talking about who's going to be out on the tour. There's a number of artists who are going to be there with Winona. Those artists include Arkansas's Ashley McBride.
2: It's just a room, King. You ain't got lot to
1: Little Big Town's me. going out with Winona. The closest dates to us include February dates in Tulsa, Kansas City, and St. Louis. And the special guest on that leg of the tour is Kelsey Ballerini. So get ready for the the Judds and the final tour. I'm in misery. It's
0: breaking my heart.
4: Can't you see? Baby, baby, have mercy
1: on me. So you can find out more and find all the tour dates at thejuds.com. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Just a heads up, as you get up this morning, it's cold. It's 33 right now. With the wind chill, it feels like 25. And it's going to be warm today compared to what it's going to be the next couple of days.
0: If you haven't heard, it's about to get cold.
1: Do you have those uh, faucet gimmicks? Because I was trying to find why mine. Do you last
0: have to night. set me up to jinx myself. No, I don't. You
1: got to go get those faucet
0: gimmicks. And just because you said that, if I don't go do it, it's something bad's going to happen. So That's thanks why a lot. You
1: do it. You need to have those on the outside. Uh, the temperature, let's see, as we go throughout the day, it's going to be like forty-six tonight, down to forty. So it's not going to be as cold. Then tomorrow, a chance of rain and snow. Tomorrow's high is forty-five. It happens early, then it drops. Uh, the overnight low tomorrow night is three. They're Mm. saying it could be like negative teens as the wind chill tomorrow night. Uh, Friday's high. The actual high temperature is 14. So uh, 23 for the high on Saturday for Christmas Day. The high is going to be 29. So be ready for that. It's going to be a messy number of days across Arkansas.
2: She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show.
0: Did you know in Slovakia they have Christmas carp, that, they, that live in the bathtub for a few days before they are eaten.
2: So basically Christmas. you're
1: raising your carp.
0: Yeah. What Christmas a carp is corp. a fish. Yeah. So like they have fish for Christmas. So if you want to raise some Christmas carp, you could do that in your bathtub.
1: Nothing like bringing the fish in, letting the kids play with it for a couple of days in your <laughs> bathtub and then killing it. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Nothing
0: says Christmas. Like killing some <laughs> fish. Did you know Alaska has more caribou than people?
1: Are those gummy bears? Let that sink
0: in. Brandon, caribou gummy gummy bears? I'm not even going to talk to Are, you. Is that anymore. not what that is? What is it? Yeah, it's gummy bears. What is it? What's a caribou? It's like one of those big moose looking things.
1: That's what I thought. Uh-huh. Leave me alone. Uh I'm going home. Did
0: you know dairy cows like to listen to music? Not only are cows attracted to music, they stick around, listen, and even seem to be quite absorbed. Studies conducted in Japan found that cows were 23% more likely and quicker to enter an automatic milking stall when music was played just prior to milking. Sounds like Kelly. I wonder what kind of music they listen to. (laughs) All right. Did you just say it? You're an idiot. What? The milking station. Okay. Don't you like drinking okay. milk? Okay. You're an idiot. And if you didn't know. Now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I don't think we're
1: right still.
0: No, we you can still hear it in our voices both of us.
1: And I'm trying <laughs> But I do feel like the Iron Sheik's son, Duncan Sheik this morning. Yeah,
0: you said that earlier. I don't I don't you know that I'm not very educated when it comes to wrestling. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know
1: who the Iron Sheik is? I do know
0: yeah. that, but I don't know why you're referencing his son.
1: You don't understand his son, Duncan Sheik? No. I am barely breathing.
2: Yeah. I can't find I yeah,
1: don't know who
0: I'm I'm
2: barely
1: breathing. I can barely yeah. breathe. In.
0: Waiting, ooh, but day. is Duncan Sheik known don't for not to be... I don't understand. That's
1: Duncan Sheik right there.
0: Are you lying? Are you serious? Why would I
1: make that up? That's Brandon, Duncan Sheik. you make
0: a lot of stuff up that people believe.
1: Y'all send her pictures that prove to her that Duncan Sheik and the Iron Sheik are related.
0: And that's him singing the song?
1: Yes. The Iron Sheik's doing background vocals. Again.
0: Brandon... Now you went a step too far. No, I might have believed you until until then.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh -uh. How did you uh, How did you deal with being sick?
0: Um, Basically, tried to keep myself asleep. Like, and I wasn't even because you just. It wasn't achy. It was like that every time you kind of breathe in, it hurts behind your eyes Mm -hmm. and your head. And like if you take a big breath, it's like your ribs hurt. And I was just like, oh, and even watching the shows I wanted to watch wasn't. It wasn't enjoyable because I didn't feel good.
1: Right. It's awful. Yeah. And I remember as a kid when I'd fake being sick, I'd be great. But, like, as adults, you can't just fake being sick. Like, we got stuff to do.
0: No, and that's, I hate being, I, I, like, I don't want to stay home. Right. So, and, and especially having other people do my work or our work or what we have to do. Right.
2: Oh I hate
1: Yeah, this it. isn't the hard part of our day. Like, the hard part of our day is real life. Right. This is the fun part of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I sat around much like you. Like, now, the good news is I started to feel kind of bad on Saturday night. So, Sunday was all-day football. And then Monday, I was like, what am I going to do on Monday? Because there was Monday night football. But like, what do I do the rest of the day? So I watched football talk most of the day.
0: Oh, that sounds just
1: riveting. Which a lot of people would be very excited by. Uh So watching football talk, and then I would go over to diners, drive-ins, and dives. And I watched a whole bunch of that.
0: I think I'd rather wrap presents.
1: Like David's family?
0: No, not like David's family. Just act wrapping actual presents.
1: So I was in I was laid out in the bed, right, and my wife is so worried about the holidays. Because we've had a couple of Christmases, like a couple of COVID Christmases. If you remember it was one year ago my wife had COVID on Christmas.
0: And you forced her to stay in solitary confinement for 21 days.
1: Uh, yes, I did. I was trying to go for 48 days, but she wouldn't stay in there that long. Isn't it she true that she was able to pick the lock and get out?
0: Doctor Shane Spites told you after she had stayed 21 days <laughs> that she could have only stayed five.
1: Yes, he did, mm-hmm. and then she thought that was not funny, even though Shane and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Have me ask Shane for advice. I'll oh, tell you what to do, man. So, but so here's every time I see people in my own home. She made me wear a mask. I had to wear a mask again in my own I don't, house.
0: I don't blame you because she has that. She didn't want to be sick. I yeah, get it.
1: A hundred percent. She wasn't worried about me. She just wanted to protect Christmas. Well, and family. Like you say,
0: heaven forbid.
1: Heaven forbid. Uh-huh. It ain't about me being sick. It's about trying to protect everybody else. Oh,
0: that's just how dare she be like that.
1: Do You know what made me the most angry well, about being go. sick? That I was sick right before Christmas, not sick when everybody was supposed to be coming to town. Because how great would it be if I was sick when everybody was in town? Brandon. Too far? hmm
5: I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it.
1: It's crazy.
2: That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy.
0: A man in Greenville, South Carolina stole a Santa display, then later had a change of heart, returned, and apologized. What? Listen to this. And because of that, the restaurant owner says she won't be pressing charges. The manager of the restaurant showed up one morning and discovered that somebody had taken off with a stuffed Santa that was part of her outdoor holiday decorations. So the city of Greenville tweeted a surveillance video of the Santa thief in action. Well, a few hours later, later they discovered that a man identified as Melvin was already there to confess for stealing, and he wanted to apologize. Oh. The owner told him if he wanted to, uh, you know, apologize, he would have. To do it on camera and come clean, so Melvin did it. No way. He told the restaurant owner that he was really sorry and he added that he had been out celebrating a friend's birthday and he was intoxicated. (laughs) Melvin went on to say he knows saying sorry doesn't do anything, but he promised to do better. So she accepted the apology along with a bouquet of roses. Brought by Melvin, and he also helped the owner fix up the Santa display. Oh, yeah. that's
1: sweet. Good job, Melvin.
0: Well, speaking of stealing a Santa Christmas display, how do or why do reindeer like Beyonce so much?
1: Why do reindeer like Beyonce?
0: Because she slays. Oh, come on! Hey, hey, oh. Oh. hey! Love. Oh, uh.
1: oh. Uh. here we uh. go! Right we
2: can't do right this. Now. Here we go.
1: Come on, Beyonce.
2: Uh,
1: uh, uh, I like that song. And there's Texas represents. She's yeah. from H-Town, Houston.
0: Uh, uh, okay. Up in here. <laughs> and there's even more proof that people are crazy. <REAL
1: T-> Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh happy yeah. Birthday you. Ah, happy, birthday, yeah. Happy, birthday. happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday
2: to you.
1: Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for it today. It is Wednesday, December the 21st of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities here. We go. Happy birthday goes out. To Wild Bill Presley, who Aww. celebrates his birthday today. Happy birthday. He was uh, an early happy mentor of mine in radio. I yeah. appreciate him a whole bunch for mm-hmm. what he taught me. So happy birthday to Wild Bill, who celebrates his birthday today. Also celebrating today, Jenna Futural Green of Jonesboro celebrates today. Happy birthday, Jenna. Amber Tyler from Marmaduke is celebrating. Wayne Thurman of Jonesboro, we have Sarah McDaniel. Of Jonesboro celebrating today. Jenny Hall Hess from Wynn is celebrating. Courtney Spear of Jonesboro. Eddie O'Gwen from Wynn has a birthday. Mandy Scott in Walnut Ridge. Michaela Talmadge is turning 21 today. And Dolly Fleeman of Jonesboro has a birthday as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say
0: happy, happy birthday. birthday
1: to all y'all. And you celebrate with these <laughs> celebrities.
0: Happy birthday today to Madeline Klein. She's 25. That's Netflix. She's on Netflix Outer Banks show. Uh, that's a big show, by the way. Everybody likes that show. Yes. That's another one that you're not going to be able to watch, I think.
1: I love Tyra Banks.
0: Okay. Well, she is not in the show. And Billy Banks from okay. Tyba.
1: Yes. Isn't his name Billy Banks? Yes.
0: I think it's Blanks. Yes. I also love
1: Sasha Banks okay. from WWE. All right.
0: Happy birthday today to Stephen Yoon, who is 38, from The Walking Dead. Kiefer Sutherland is 50, 56, from Designated Survivor, and Stand By Me, The Lost Boys, and A Few Good Men.
1: And 24. That was a good show, That too. was a good yeah. show.
0: Happy birthday to Ray Romano, who is 65, from Everybody Loves Raymond. Samuel L. Jackson is 74. Of course, one of his biggest movies was Pulp Fiction. Yep. Happy birthday to Jane Fonda, who is 85, from Grace and Frankie.
1: Hang on. What's the song?
0: fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her honda
1: because they in the condo
0: don't want and got? yes in a, con- it,
1: in a condo okay up in here okay what's that baby got back
0: yes sir mix a lot thank you references jane fonda yes. so happy that's birthday that's what i'm saying jane, to fonda. jane and happy birthday today to leroy parnell yes who is 66 you might remember him from this song
1: day goes out to my good friend, Leroy Parnell, <laughs> who turned 66 today. Happy birthday, Leroy. <laughs> Hope you have a good one.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by
1: the man who Mrs. Claus swears. Goes by Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> He's the one that makes you feel
2: He's
1: the one they call him. And he's gonna be your Frankenstein. Don't do it. Oh gosh. Dr. Sheldorf. Dr. Sheldorf. Dr. Sheldorf. Man, you know we like you whenever I'm singing and I feel like I do.
0: Dr. Sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we're joined this morning yeah. by the dean of the nyit college of osteopathic medicine at arkansas state university he is dr shane spites how are you man Oof,
6: i'm good guys how are you doing
1: well well we made it back to work i realized today shane that uh even though i thought i felt better my biggest problem now is i really can't breathe that good
6: yeah yeah, yeah. that that um yeah we can talk about that 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 kind of goes along with the symptoms yeah, so it's kind of wild. If you remember last
1: week when we talked to you, you heard you heard Kelly on the radio, and you said she's sick, right? And then she fought yeah. you about it.
0: Well, I fought him because I didn't feel sick. It's just I was felt like I was losing my voice, and my body felt great. Like I could have ran a marathon. Yeah, but my voice didn't sound like that. <laughs> but Shane was like he was very nice about it, and just kind of went, hmm, "You're all sick, right. yeah." Well, it ended up yeah. she she ended up getting me
1: sick. So here we sit together, sick little sicklies.
0: Yes.
6: Yep. That that's you guys are like you guys are like classic. You are like you know your own mm. subjects. You are like, hey, look, if somebody's sick and they sit next to me four to five <laughs> feet away, I wonder if I'll get sick.
0: We're, yep. we're the idiot examples. So you wait, know that, right? you knew it all uh,
1: along, Shane. You knew she was sick just from hearing
6: her on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, she, and 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 no offense, Kelly. She was like, well, I, I don't feel sick. I was like. Okay, you're still sick. <laughs> and, and and when it goes to the, the individual in terms of their body's immune response, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's why everybody's a little different. Everybody's a little different in terms of how their body responds, but um, when you're sick, you're sick, and you can still spread mm-hmm. whatever virus or whatever it is to somebody else who may feel a little sicker than you.
0: So it started Wednesday. You know, you heard me. I didn't really feel it hard, like, you know, could not deal with it until, uh, what, like Friday right after the show, like I felt, you could tell, couldn't you?
1: You know what she told me? Yeah, I could tell. You know what she told me Friday after the show? She said, (laughs) I have a fever (laughs) after the show. Afterwards, it's like I held it in. Why why, why was she going to keep it a secret? Because Uh. we had
0: to work. (laughs) No, we don't have substitutes in here. We
1: talked about the workplace deal, man, where people feel and we feel compelled like people our age. We've been told forever, unless you have a fever, you got to go to work, get to work, get your stuff done. Most of us, I Uh promise, feel like we got to go.
6: You're 100% right. And that's not unique to you guys. Like, that's still something in society and our culture we're used to. If we could ever, the strange thing is, and I realize that it's hard to do this, if we could ever take a step back and say, hey, you know what? I don't feel too good. Mm-hmm. I probably ought to stay home today or I ought to you know, work from home or something like that. We would really reduce the amount of sickness that goes around in our community because you wouldn't be going around spreading it to other people like in Walmart or Kroger or oh. you know, wherever you're going or at work, the workplace. You would dramatically reduce the amount of people you come in contact with and the people that you would make sick.
1: Well, I think what's crazy, like, and I think sick days, you know how businesses have, oh, you get five sick days out of 365 days in the year. So we try to save yeah. them up just in case we get really sick. But instead, that encourages us to try to come to work and fight it.
6: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Sick days and are silly. I think employers have a responsibility to uh, to take on some of that ownership as well. And and a lot of places, now, I don't know about you, but like, like for us, like, yeah, I get sick days and I, you know, you end up banking them. Well, heck, I don't ever use them. Yeah. And so I ended up having like, you know, 35, 40, 50 sick days. And it's like, okay, I really should start using these. If I feel sick, I should work from home. Yeah. If, of course, if you work, if you have a job where you work from home, you don't even lose, lose, use the sick day.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard for us. I mean, we we could try to yeah. work from home, but at the same point, then you have to have different people in here running everything and, Uh, yeah walk me through why because i feel a little bit better today i don't have a fever anymore and i'm not you know i I don't feel as bad as i did but i've realized in my breathing like just in trying to talk i'm not back why is that
6: so let's talk about the let's talk about the three viruses that are really hammering our community right now and really across the country as well we're seeing this increase um are pretty stable right now rsv rsv is is a kid disease basically so most about 95 percent of kids get infected with RSV which stands for respiratory syncytial virus and they get infected within the first 3 years of life so right. lots of kids are getting RSV you elderly individuals can get it as well and basically it's like your immune system kind of forgets about what this virus is and how to fight it off and so the elderly can get RSV specifically up into your 70s and 80s so an older individual can get RSV The other one is flu. Flu is rampant. We're still seeing lots of high levels of flu. That is probably the most common virus we're seeing circulating now. Probably what you had was flu. The great thing about flu is we have a vaccine. The vaccine is well matched. The bad thing or the other thing is we have uh, flu medicines. We have two uh, anti-flu medicines that if you start taking those medicines within 48 hours, they dramatically reduce the flu symptoms. Now, we go back and forth on who really should take that medicine. Is it one of those things that everybody should take? Is there just people at high risk for hospitalization? And that's still a big debate even in the medical community. Uh, but the thing about the flu strain that we're seeing now, and I'm going to dig a little deep, it's an H3N2 strain, and that's a type of flu that we're seeing. That typically is what we see with hard flu seasons. That is a harder strain of flu, and so when we see that type of flu coming around, we're going to see more hospitalizations. You're going to see more people will get sicker for longer and just not feel good because of the strain of influenza that is. Let me and hit. we're starting to see an uptick in COVID. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to hit you with kind of my symptoms because, Leslie, every time anybody's sick in my house, what does she tell me? Text Shane. Call Shane. And I, I, I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to bother him all the time every time I feel puny, right? Because I thought for a second I just kind of felt puny, and then I realized, no, I'm probably sick. Here's my symptoms. Yeah. You, you try to diagnose me. Obviously, okay. body aches and tired. Uh, but flu. a cough, cough with phlegm, congestion, breathing issues, and a brief fever. Like the fever was was probably one yeah. evening and that's it. No bathroom issues. Does that sound like flu? Because to me, I think flu is worse yeah. than that.
6: It, it was flu. flu. Flu can be a constellation of symptoms. One of the things that we see, though, and you say, well, how do you know? How can you just throw out their flu? <clears throat> because I'm seeing a ton of flu. Okay. And I'm seeing a ton of people with different symptoms. But the consistency right now in influenza is the fatigue. People are kind of tired. I'll see people with a headache, sore throat, uh, a phlegm, and I'll explain that in a second. Usually the fever is pretty short-lived. It's only like a day or less or so. So usually fever doesn't last for several days. Um, You know, and every every once in a while, somebody may have a little bit of an upset stomach, you know, uh, one or two episodes of diarrhea or one episode of vomiting, and that's it. Um, And that's pretty classic with the flu. Again, everybody's a little different, so it's not like a textbook um, approach. But the deal with flu and with actually all three of these viruses, but flu specifically, it attacks your lungs. So it attacks the lining inside the lungs. You have a mucus layer inside your lungs that protects you really from big infections. And the flu virus attacks that mucus lining. And so what's going to happen, and just kind of FYI on this, you may cough for several weeks from now after getting over the flu. Don't be surprised about that. Like you may say, oh, look, I've still got this persistent cough. You know, I feel fine. You know, I feel okay. But this cough is still kind of hanging on. You know what's that about? What happens is the flu virus attacks that lining inside your lungs and breaks it down. Well, when you have things like that happen inside your body, two things, only two things can happen. Either your body reabsorbs it, or you cough it up and get rid of it. And that's what's going to go on for the next probably two to three weeks. So don't be surprised if you have kind of a cough and even maybe just kind of a productive, everyone's watching kind of like a productive cough. Mm-hmm. That's going to be normal in the healing process. The big red flag, and this is really important. I'm okay. glad that you brought this up I'm glad your listeners are listening. If you get a fever, it's not very common at all. If you get a fever, especially like 100, 200, fever, within probably 10 days, 10 to 12 days after getting over the flu, you need to call your doctor.
0: Oh, wow. Because
6: what happens, well, here's why. Because that inside that lung line, and I just talked about that protective layer that got broken down and eroded by the flu, now you've got other things that can invade your lungs and cause bigger infections, oh. like certain bacteria and things like that that could cause significant infections. It's not common, but it's something we watch for on the on the physician side.
1: What does the flu kind of like what's the run of the flu? Because I feel better today. Am I still contagious though? Because now you're making me nervous about it.
6: You're you're typically contagious for five to seven days Son after you after you get infected. And that's different for everybody too. So um and that's why sometimes too we'll have I'll have patients come in, they'll have the classic flu symptoms they're on day like four. I'll swab them, and they'll be flu negative. And I was like, okay, well, you had the flu. The good thing is is you're getting over it, and you're now not shedding it because it's not in your nose. I can't pick it up on the, on the test. But I know you had the flu. And so we use the symptoms <clears throat> and the presentation we call the history, the history of the present illness. We use that to diagnose and say this is what you had. And so that's why, too, and, and some people are like, well, I'll just take a flu test, and it'll tell me if I have it or I don't have it yes and no don't we don't always hang our hats 100% on a flu test or a covid test or even rsv test uh, that's when you use your clinical judgment what's going on in the community and the history of the patient to make and so the history of the patient to make the diagnosis and so that's why sometimes like i had gosh i had patients who were testing flu negative but i absolutely diagnosed them with the yeah. flu because they absolutely had the flu
1: so, like for me, if I had the fever, it was like an exposure Friday, Sunday night into Monday, right? That's when I had the. That's probably the highest point where the fever hit, and it was only you know a little bit above a hundred. Um, but in a situation like that, do you think I should cancel the family coming in for Christmas, Brandon? So right now, should I go ahead and cancel said, it? Yeah. Careful. Is your wife
0: on here? Careful, careful, no, careful. No, but I need to make sure to
1: protect everybody, Shane. Uh-huh. I need to
0: protect everybody. Trust me, ah. he doesn't care about anyone. Shut up. I'm sorry. Stop talking.
6: <laughs> so that's a good question, though, in terms of infectiousness. Should I cancel it? So let's, so let's, let's back up. You probably got it. When your symptoms started, you were probably probably got infected twenty four to forty eight hours before then, and that's typically what I'll tell people too is when whenever your symptoms first started, if you count back twenty four to forty eight hours, that was the time that you got infected, hmm. and you're probably infectious or you can infect somebody else for five to seven days from that point.
0: Okay. Quit staring at me! Like no, that. it's your
1: fault, Idiot. I'm looking here. If I got sick on the really sick on the eighteenth, one, two, three. So, gosh, I really think I should be a little more proactive and maybe refrain from being around people for at least eight days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh,
6: well, uh, yeah, uh, one of the things that and this is God, I hate this is even so much controversy. You're making him nervous, nervous you're it,
0: Brandon. You're seeing
6: it in the news now is the whole, you know, do you wear a mask when you're sick? Mm-hmm. Or do you wear a mask if you're at high risk of getting sick? Let's say I'm a cancer patient and I, you know, or going somewhere or something like that. You'll see that in the media; they're talking about that. It does reduce the, the transmission, and does yeah. reduce the risk of getting infected.
1: I did wear a mask at home anytime I was leaving the bedroom for the last number of days. So, uh, Leslie said, "Hey, go go to Shane. Let him give you a shot, antibiotics, or or you know whatever. Ooh. What do you think about a shot with the flu?"
6: Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. And and I'll be honest with you; I'm, and I'm talking to all your listeners. Yep. But I'm talking to any of your listeners that work at clinics. Okay. Stop writing antibiotics and stop giving steroids for a viral infection. It doesn't work. And then, but why do and, people and, feel and, like And, and I, remember, I, I remember I taught residents, I you know, teach medical students, I've been in, in medical education for a long time, practiced medicine for a long time. All we do when we give antibiotics for a virus is we weaken the immune system because we knock out the gut bacteria. And that, that and that gut bacteria is important for our immune system to be able to fight off viruses to be able to mount a response. Mm-hmm. So we're actually working against the body when we give antibiotics for a viral infection. And RSV, flu, and COVID are all three viral infections. Sometimes we'll kind of we'll rationalize it in our head it's like well they might have a bacterial infection. And I, Look, if they have a bacterial infection, then we treat the bacterial infection. Strep throat is a is a is a, is a great example of a bacterial infection mm-hmm. we absolutely treat strep throat with antibiotics there are certain pneumonias we absolutely treat that one I told you about that hey, had to come up after the flu
1: yep
6: we absolutely treat that with antibiotics high powered antibiotics knock it out antibiotics absolutely have their place but like in in flu we've got tamiflu we've got um we've got uh, zoofluza we've got new medicines that we can use that actually do work for the flu um you know again dependent on the patient and that's why you know, every patient's different. We don't, we don't. it's not a blanket statement that everybody gets this or everybody gets that. You just can't, you know, medicine's not a, not a cookbook approach for the most part. There are things that we do routinely, but each patient is different.
1: So is the best thing to do is just let it run its course? Is that yeah. really the best way to handle the flu, even, yeah. even though we feel for, awful?
6: Yeah, for you right now, absolutely. And it goes back to, and these are things we've talked about, Brandon, for, for a while now is, okay, what can I do to make sure my body's in the best shape so that if I get the flu, that I'm not as sick or, or when I'm getting over So we talk about activity. We talk about your diet. We talk about, um, uh, we talk about your sleep cycle. We talk about how important that is to be able to have your body um, uh, basically heal itself. Uh, we talk about your mental wellness. So all those things not only help keep you healthy, but help you get over an acute illness. Um, and when I talk about things, I'd like there was a new study that came out about aspartame just recently, um, and it talked about the link to that and, and worsening anxiety. Aspartame, if you don't remember that, that's like NutraSweet or Equal, it's those, it's those, it's some of those um, extra sweeteners. Well, I mean, so we're starting to see some of these compounds that we take in routinely don't think anything about it. We're starting to see the research come out and say, eh, this may not be the best thing to do. So, in terms of diet, again, fruits, vegetables, um, when you eat is important. Not eating a real heavy meal at at um, at dinner, which is what we all do. Um, all these things are important.
1: It's just so interesting. Are you walking around? No, you know I, I didn't feel good for a couple of days, but I did. I was more active yesterday, but it's good. just wild when good. you look at what happens. So much of it comes back to those things you mentioned: diet, exercise, mental wellness, sleep. Mm-hmm. It really comes back to to preventing so much. Yet that's an area where so many of us: oh, we're busy, we can't eat right; oh, we're busy, we didn't get enough sleep; oh, we're not as active as we should be. All those different things we build those excuses.
6: And, and remember this too, and this is and I, we've talked about this before. Between seventy to eighty percent, and this is documented. So everything I'm telling you has medical evidence that it documents and backs it up. Seventy to eighty percent of our diseases that we manage are preventable. Mm. Seventy to eighty percent of the diseases that we see in our clinics and our hospitals are preventable. Whether it be heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, some cancers—I mean, all these things. So, but we've got to do our part, and I think it's hard for people to like. just like you said: stop what I'm doing and make time for exercise, or you know, the extra effort to. Eat a salad versus this, or eat more raw fruits and raw vegetables. Um, I just, but the problem is, is those are all the things that keep you healthy and help you get over an illness. You know, as a society, we got used to, hey, look, just give me a pill or give me a shot so I can go on my life.
2: Yeah,
6: and it really just didn't work out like that,
2: man.
1: Great information there from the man that Mrs. Claus swears is Dr. Feelgood. He is the ho, Dean ho, ho. <laughs> he is the dean of the n y i t College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Dr. Shane spites, Hey, man, we appreciate you and merry Christmas to you and your whole family and uh, we'll talk to you in the new year, okay
6: absolutely look forward to it. Merry Christmas, to you guys. Too. hope you have a great holiday, great break, stay uh, safe see you man.
1: This is the K fine Breakfast Club, which is powered. By Families Inc. Counseling Services,
2: ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody! Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show now. Back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by one of our good friends. She is Don Lair from Families Inc. Counseling Services, and Don, it's always great to have the chance to chat with you. How are you this morning?
4: I'm doing great. Um, I've been lucked out so far, and I've not been sick, and my child has, but. Um, we're all doing pretty well now. And, um, I had wished that I could come into the, to the studio this week. I wanted to see you guys face to face and give you a hug, but gosh, after I heard what was going on, you don't I don't want like any of this. <laughs> <No way. laughs>
1: yeah. So Don, the whole reason I got sick is because of
0: Kelly. Have okay. you heard that? Did, did you hear no, that? This no morning? one even knows I'm sick. Cause you've been talking about you being sick oh, the whole oh, time. Come
4: on now. I kind
0: of noticed that, Kelly. Um, Yeah, I know, Don. I I hate to state the obvious.
1: Remember when I said Don was one of our good friends? This is no (laughs) longer the case.
4: Hush. (laughs) Hey, we ended just now. (laughs) I
1: guess we saw you. The last time we saw you was last week. I guess it was um, at Duck Classic, right? Oh
4: yeah. Yeah, I was helping um, set up there at the De- Classic. I did not actually end up getting to make the event. I'm sure you guys did a fantastic job, though.
1: Well, thank you. We, we had a lot of fun. But the wild thing was we saw you walking on the day of the setup, and I looked at you. I said, Don, what are you doing here? <laughs> and what I've realized with you and, and really uh, kind of how you lead uh, marketing with Families, Inc., is you guys really do want to give back to every organization, every group in the area, things that you guys believe in. And you were there donating your time just mm-hmm. to help the setup for any baptist which I thought was pretty cool and speaks highly of, you know, kind of how you do things.
4: Oh, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that I have that opportunity to do that, that family thing. There's a lot of wonderful organizations around here. Um, I, that's one of the things I wanted to visit about today, if you guys don't mind, is, is um, you know, if you're, I don't know if people realize this, but, Uh, We are the, uh, of course, you guys promote this well, that we are the sponsor of the Breakfast Club. But you give us a standing spot with that at 745, and we don't always use it. We we use it sometimes to promote events we're doing, or I'm lucky to get some of our wonderful therapists on there sometimes to do some education. And I think I'm going to get to roll that out more um, uh, structurally next year, looking like maybe every other week I'm going to be able to do that. Awesome. So I'm excited about that. And then, um, but we give away our spot if we're not going to use it. So I always look for who's got some events going on that they're wanting to promote to fundraise and that type of thing. But, you know, this is the time of the year that if you're looking to make some um, year-end contributions, there's just some great organizations out there. And I was kind of doing a take on, you know, uh, Kelly Clarkson's show, What She's Liking. Right. Um, So I have just a few in particular that jump out at me right now. And um, one of them is Together together We Foster. um, Their mission is to support and encourage each individual in the foster care unification process. So they work with the foster family, the biological family, and the agencies that are working for them. And um, one of our staff, our medical records um, director, she is um, on the board there. Actually, she's the president. So it's not just me giving back. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of great folks that do that. No, um, I'll stand
1: up. I want to say with because I've done events with. Together we foster yeah, and I hosted their yeah. their dinner yeah. in Paragould. Man, when you hear the story and you see what they're doing and how they're helping these these young kids who are you know essentially plucked out of their homes and um, you know it's a scary situation for the kids. But to know there's loving people there to try to help those kids and then the reunification process. Man, when I when I really learned about that, I agree with you. That's a great a great organization to support. Together it we is- foster.
4: It is one of my favorites. Another one of my favorites, and you all, we both helped with that the other night, is um, the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation has mm-hmm. wonderful organizations, but my particular favorite is Center for Good Grief. Yep. Um, I don't know about you, but I've just been surrounded by people that are experiencing that these days. Yep. Anyway, and I like to send them to Center for Good Grief because they specialize in that, and it's a free service because of the donations to the Charitable Foundation, and they just have wonderful folks. In fact, they have several of our... Our old folks working there. So um, I, they told me that it feels like a mission to them, a calling to them. And mm-hmm. so I just really think highly of that organization. And, and and I know Anna Page has been on. You've talked with her. You've talked with Rhonda Parker yeah. um, in the past. They're just wonderful folks.
1: No, I agree on that one too. That's another great organization, and there's a lot of people out there who don't realize how much they're hurting uh, and they need somebody to talk to in a situation where grief is there. and sometimes Don, it could take it could take ten or fifteen or twenty years for people to go and get the help that they need.
4: You know I'm constantly surprised by that i' I'm, uh, I'm an, um, was a little bit naive about grief myself mm-hmm. and and um, uh, yeah, I mean it's, there's some people that just still really carry that heavy on their hearts, and so I strongly encourage them to reach out the NEA Baptist Center for Good Grief. Um, You can go to their neabaptistfoundation.org slash programs and find that. Um, Another good one, I mean, there's so many good ones, my gosh, but another one that's really making an impact in this community um, is Hope Found of NEA. You know, they're um, educating strongly the students, parents, law enforcement, educators, social service professionals, and healthcare providers to recognize and prevent human trafficking. I mean, it, it, it actually happens around here. Yeah. Um, and additionally, they provide resources to victims and survivors as they're able. So that's just a really unique um, organization that we didn't think we had to have around here, I'm thinking. Um, but sure enough. And so um, that's another good one, HopeFoundNEA.org, yeah. if you wanted to reach out to them. I know you've had Megan on the show in the past and she works tirelessly to um, promote this organization and and to promote awareness for this organization
1: well i think too like as the parent of a 13 year old who does like to be on and play games you hear about a lot of these young kids who end up being groomed from an early age and then end up getting lured into some type of a deal where you know they're out of their homes and they're being trafficked that is really scary and i thought that was only something that happened in like. L.A., New York, Chicago, and then when you hear that it happens from northeast Arkansas, too, it's really about whoever's vulnerable. Uh, yeah, that, that's an eye-opener, too, with Hope Found,
4: So many vulnerable people. So this is one we haven't actually talked about on the show before, but I will be more actively promoting this next year, and it's the Luke Kellens NICU Fund benefiting St. Bernard's NICU. Mm-hmm. This is actually a fund set up by my kids. Okay, I gonna cry, of course. That's yeah, okay. Um, after the loss of their twin son. 15 days of age, hmm. and he's my youngest grandson, and um, so it's an fr- umbrella that's under. I mean, it's a fund that's under the umbrella of the Arkansas Community Foundation, and to date has raised over forty six thousand dollars for our Saint Bernard's NICU. Wow! So I'm pretty impressed with my kiddos. Um, yeah, that's they have awesome. been able to assist the NICU with items like the soothing mats to comfort distressed babies sensory equipment, and most recently a $20,000 donation to purchase a NICU-specific ventilator. Oh, wow. So a lot of this money came from just wonderful families and friends that have supported um, both of our family all of our families over the years. And um, But then this past year, they um, formed a fundraiser called Flags Across Jonesboro. I know there's some of the people in the listeners right now that probably um, saw those flags flying around during patriotic holidays this past year in different people's lawns, and um, so we had 200 flags that were reserved by folks for $75, and that allowed them to have a flag flag on their lawn during five patriotic holidays, so we'll be announcing um, the 2023 event to reserve yours. And so, if you want to, if you want more info on that, or you want to donate to this organization, um, you can go to the Facebook page titled the Luke Kellum's NICU Fund. And so, again, next year, as soon as I know when the kids want to start promoting this, I'm going to be tearing up the airways talking about it. Okay?
1: Oh, for sure. Anything we can do to help in that situation, and obviously, uh, you know, that's tough. That's tough for everybody in your family.
4: Yeah, but I'm just so proud and thankful for the people that that um that support this and that the kids have been able to to bring a positive out of this and um we are definitely proud of our St. Bernard's NICU here so um I encourage anybody that wants to give back that this is a to St. Bernard's NICU this is a great way to do it that's, so what, that's we, what I got
1: no and that's um, what we love about you guys as soon as we we first started dealing with you I think it was even before uh you were on the radio with us um you know, we, we had heard that you were giving back to organizations, and that was a big mission with Families, Inc. And you've stayed true to that for so many years. And then the idea of the Breakfast Club comes up, and, and how did you want to build that? You know, we had that creative vision together. And I think what we've developed over the, the last number of years is a really neat partnership that allows people to have a platform to talk about their events and organizations. And then when we have the chance to talk to your therapists, um, and I'll say this from on, on my behalf. Uh, literally just talking to your people live on the radio has helped me deal with anxiety mm-hmm. and fear and the things that people would never dream that I deal with. Um, but talking to your people at Family Zinc has helped me with that. And I feel like I'm a better person, better able to handle myself because of radio conversations that we have. I can't imagine what it would be like to be sitting there with somebody one-on-one. So we just really appreciate I, you guys.
4: I have seen that that really has been beneficial for you, Brandon, over the years after watching and listening. And, um, and so to think that that might be the case with other listeners, that just really makes us feel good. So again, next year, I think we're going to be looking at every other week, I'm going to be able to have one of our therapists on. And one of the things we'd really like to do, and you and I can talk about this on how we can promote this a little bit more, but let's find out what the listeners want to listen and what they want to hear about, what they want education about. Yep. Um, so if you know that there's a particular topic that you're interested in, let let Fine know. Let us know at Families. We both have Facebook pages, so you can you can blow up with that information, and we'll try to see if we can't tackle some of that next year.
1: You know, there's so many people in the area that um, that could use somebody to talk to and can use that help. And sometimes it's scary. So if we can open the door and let people know, hey, this is a safe place for you to go, uh, I think that's a great uh, a great service that we can do as a radio station for people of Northeast Arkansas and Southeast Missouri.
4: Sounds great. Love it.
1: All right. Hey, we love you, and we appreciate what you guys at Family Zinc uh, do year-round for us, and we hope you have a very Merry Christmas, Dawn. Merry
4: Christmas to you and Kelly and your families. Me, too. Take care, everybody. Ladies and
2: gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc.
4: We'll get back to the show.
2: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by Danny Capalis from Jonesboro Parks and Recreation. Hey, Danny, what's happening, man? I guess the season's kind of busy for you, huh?
7: it absolutely is. Hey, thank you all so much for having me on, but it is. It is the cr- Christmas season and then we've got a uh, a wonderful cold front coming through, so mm-hmm. we're all scouring, trying to trying to make sure everybody's going to be safe through this uh next couple of days.
1: But I guess let's let's start off with that because that is a huge topic as we look at uh, what the weather's going to do. Now today's not going to be that bad even though it's cold. Uh, when we look at what's going to happen, uh, like overnight tomorrow night, we're talking about a real low temperature of three. They're saying that maybe with the wind chill, it could be negative fifteen, negative eighteen, negative twenty, and we don't see that that often. Uh, how is the city of Jonesboro preparing for that, just in case somebody needs to get warm?
7: You know, obviously we have our community centers that are open. Uh, Pearl Bell is the, the the first focus. You know, that center gets opened up nine o'clock in the morning, and uh, it's, it's open till nine o'clock at night you know, we're going to look at it and go, if, if the Salvation Army fills up mm-hmm. and they need overflow, we're going to make sure that we do what we can to open up other locations. We stay open longer if we need to be. Uh, but right now, 9 to 9 uh, on Thursday and Friday, if you have have a need for a place to go, go to the Earl Bell. That'll right. be the best place to go. It, it, it's it's heated. There's plenty of seating. Uh, we have the restroom facilities there. It just It just provides a great location. If somebody just you know, you don't have heat in your house. You don't have a place to be. That's a place to go.
1: No, we think about the poor people who have hit some harder times, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're. And we 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 want to pretend it doesn't happen around here, but sometimes, Danny, there's a situation where somebody might not have a place to go, and they're just Absolutely. trying to make a go of it outside. And this is not weather to try to do
7: that in. No, it is not. No, we we want people to be safe. We want to be able to try to provide what we can, and and just help out where we can. And so, if you have a need, please please utilize that. Uh, there's also another service out there that people may not be aware of. Uh, there's, a, there's a number that you can call that's the 211 number. Uh, so if you have a need of any sort, call that 211 number. There's a service there that will ask you questions on what those needs are and connect you to the right service. Uh, so please utilize that service if if, uh, if you have any need whatsoever.
1: We talked a couple of weeks ago, and really for a number of weeks, we talked with Sarah Rickard about what was happening downtown and how much of a help uh, Jonesboro Parks and Recreation has been for what's happening downtown. Because, you know, we think about what you guys do. and We think about city parks and we think about, uh, you know, the, the different facilities that you guys run. But the idea that you're such a big part of what happens for the holidays in downtown Jonesboro, I think a lot of people don't realize how much you guys have your hand in that.
7: Yeah, you know, we're we're a partner. We're a partner with anybody that wants to put on events, activities. But when it comes to this Christmas activity downtown, uh, downtown is a park. Now, that, that facility is is under uh, Parks and Recreation. We're trying to to make it more uh, quality of life or quality of place uh, so that people can get down and enjoy uh, what, what we have downtown as far as shopping and, uh, you know, restaurants and just being able to, to, to get there and, and, and just enjoy it. And so what we're looking at is where we have our winter wonderland. We are creating a dream space with a pavilion. We're going to be adding a playground down uh, down the road. Uh, just a spot for folks to go, uh, potentially have uh, some sort of an open space so folks can come in, maybe a farmer's market of sorts. We can have different types of festivals. Just have a spot for people to go. That's where the festival is going to be, and we know where to go. There's parking all around it. Uh, Having a pavilion that you can set up uh, different booths underneath is going to be absolutely amazing for our downtown.
1: You mentioned Winter Wonderland. I, I was uh, in the store the other day, and I ran into a family member who had just left Winter Wonderland with their daughter, uh, who had just uh, celebrated her first birthday, and they went downtown to to see Winter Wonderland. And they said that uh, you know the baby Meredith was loving everything down there because all the lights right. and and it was all about Christmas. And even a one year old kind of falls in uh, into that situation for somebody who hasn't been to Winter Wonderland before or hasn't been this year. What's that like? How would you describe that?
7: So Winter Wonderland is is a just say it's a Jonesboro tradition for folks to go to and see the historical Winter Wonderland, the things that were put in place, you know, let's say 20-plus years ago that uh, that was gathered, collected, uh, displayed. And then now the updates where there's uh, all sorts of just – there's dolls that interact with you. Now there's Christmas trees that are decorated right down the middle uh, from different organizations, so when you go in it is a really neat looking uh multi display facility that's free that's yeah. just there for folks to go and enjoy it's another location to get in out of the cold weather right now so if you know if you're just out and about and you're wanting to uh, take your family to something active that's uh, indoor that's a free location to take your family to and one of the big benefits this uh this week is you know santa's going to be busy this weekend. Right. Friday's the last day he's in Jonesboro at Winter Wonderland. So if you're oh, wow. you're looking for that last opportunity to ask for a, uh, a special gift, maybe take that special uh, uh, picture with him. He's going to be down there on Friday night.
1: So a lot of people are going to have time off over the next couple of days. If they're looking to go down to Winter Wonderland, what do the hours look like for that?
7: That, that opens up at 430. So it's 439 on Friday. So Uh, plenty of opportunity on Friday evening to get down and enjoy. We also have a skating rink that's right out in front of Winter Wonderland. So, if you you know, obviously it's going to be cold. Uh, We've got some nice uh, uh, patio heaters around, so you can kind of warm up by those. But if you want a chance and get out and ice skate, you can get down from 430 to 9, see Winter Wonderland, ice skate, and uh, have a little Christmas activity downtown.
1: It's one of the things we love about what you do with your organization with Jonesboro Parks and Rec is you guys – Stay busy, and it seems like uh, your job. Since you have uh, had the position that you have as the director, it really does feel like you guys have something going on just about every day of every week.
7: We, we really do. We really do, and that and that's what we're supposed to do. We're uh, we're here for the citizens of Jonesboro, and we're trying to provide service and activities every day so that people have something to do. Uh, you know, Craighead Forest, Jewel of Jonesboro. Yeah. If y'all haven't noticed, uh, you know, we lost last year. Uh, a iconic piece of that park which was an elbow tree
2: yeah
7: and uh you know a lot of people didn't realize that that there was another tree in that park uh that that was created 200 years ago and we're calling it the new elbow tree i know that's kind of a 200 year old <laughs> tree calling it new but it is right. new to a lot of people and so we've cut a new trail uh chat trail where folks can actually walk to it and get their new uh, uh family pictures uh right. with this tree and it's absolutely amazing because this tree was bent. By the Native Americans back in 1823, wow. was when the tree first got its first bend, and now it's still there, still in that park. And so it's really a true part of history right there.
1: Again, it's Danny Capallas. And, and Danny, one more question Is yeah. it still true that you are the hardest working man in the city of Jonesboro, <laughs> including. Mayor Copenhaver.
7: <laughs> I would say that I fall right behind anybody else and work right beside whoever else wants to work hard with
0: Nice. Good answer. Man, an you name, have Brandon. learned
1: how to deal with this show, uh-huh. haven't
0: you? He knew.
7: Hey, I absolutely appreciate y'all, and I, it. I love those questions.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you There's do. a new
0: class you have to take that's how to put up with Brandon Baxter Baxter on the radio.
1: Yeah, it's going to be done yeah. through the city of Jonesboro, mm-hmm. led by the mayor. So, <laughs> Hey, man, really, though, we joke with you uh, you know, every time we talk to you, but we appreciate the work that you do and your entire team does. And, you know, again, Sarah Ricker bragged on the entire teams at Park and Rec. Parks and Rec, as you guys were preparing for Joy Fest, and anything we can do to support what you guys do, just let us know, okay?
7: Well, thank you. Hey, and, and same thing to Sarah. Sarah was absolutely amazing with Joyfest. That, that's that's a, a new tradition. She started it four years ago, and it's just continuing to grow, and it, it's absolutely amazing for our downtown.
1: He is the director of Jonesboro Parks and Recreation. He is Danny Capalis. Danny, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we'll talk to you in the new year, okay,
7: man? Thank you. And you too.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by the man you need. Hey. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. back with Wet
5: Nose Wednesday. Dr. Reed, good morning, man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Sorry, I, I missed you guys the last couple of days, uh, and I hope the rumor's not true, but I'd heard that y'all had mononucleosis.
1: Oh, hang on. That's not a good rumor to start. <laughs> so
0: dumb.
1: Kevin, she is the reason I got sick. She's the reason yeah. my entire Christmas plans have been thrown out okay, the window. Okay, Brandon. Hey, let me ask you this yeah. about, about when we get sick, because it's kind of crazy, right? I get sick, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to avoid me. My wife now has a reason to avoid me. My son wants to stay away from me, right? They're making me wear a mask when I leave the room. <laughs> Yet Murphy Lee wants to hang out with me. How do I not get Murphy Lee sick?
5: Yeah. Well, How does Murphy not get the flu? You know, our viruses usually don't infect them, dogs, and theirs don't infect us, which is a good thing.
1: But why do you think that is? Is there some scientific reason why we can't get our dogs
5: sick? I think it's just, uh, you know, genetic makeup. Uh their viruses like... You know, like canine cells and ours like human cells and and you know there's there's instances where, like for example, the rabies virus can affect any mammal, so you know some of these viruses have adapted to different hosts uh but uh you know fortunately, for the most part, dog viruses stay in the dogs and we don't give Um, our viruses to dogs. So that's a good thing.
1: So as we get ready for this uh, extremely cold weather, right, we're looking at temperatures like the overnight temperature uh, tomorrow. The low is going to be three. The wind chill is going to be in the negative teens, maybe even close to negative 20. What do we need to think about with our pets?
5: Well, you know, I, and this was interesting. I just, I was looking this up this week. Um, you know, at zero degrees, it basically will take a 16-ounce bottle of water about 90 minutes to freeze. Okay. So when you think of these dog dishes outside that are, you know, more surface area, they're not usually that deep in water, you know, and, and with the chill factored in, you know, metal bowls especially – You know, a bowl of water could could basically freeze in uh, an hour. And, you know, who's wanting to go out and check on your outside animal's water every hour? Not Mm -hmm. me, for sure. And so I think it's imperative that, you know, if you've got an outside pet, please try to find a way to bring them in and shelter them. And, uh, you know, if your neighbor has one that's um, outdoors and they don't have a place, see if you can provide some assistance if you know of a situation where there's a person next to, you know, in your neighborhood or you've seen animals that don't have shelter or maybe you stay outside without any kind of shelter, you know, do them a favor and maybe contact animal control and, you know, maybe they can provide them some temporary uh, shelter or at least educate them on what they need. Cause it's going to be miserable out right. there. And, you know, we haven't seen this kind of weather in a while and um, you know, it's just, They don't need to be outside, and when you look at the wind chill potential, the uh, you know these thin ears, especially on cats, they're only a couple millimeters thick, and most dogs aren't much more than four or five millimeters thick. You know those little blood vessels are so close to the surface, and basically, there's a really you know inherent danger with frostbite with this kind of temperature and and condition. So you know not only of the ears, but the toes, the tip of the tail. And especially if you've got an older pet or one that's very thin and doesn't have uh, the insulating ability with uh, body fat and a, and a thick hair coat, you know, really be cognizant of the fact when you walk them outside. So I know you
1: typically don't deal with horses and cows and animals of that nature, but like animals you can't bring inside. Uh, how do they deal yeah, with they weather like Yeah, they need to this? have
5: some place to get into some shelter, some kind of lean-to or barn preferably. You know, they're they're a little more adapted to deal with the colder weather. Uh, you know the thicker, thicker uh, skin, and you know the real dense cut hair coat. But still, you know they don't need to be standing out in the middle of a pasture or field, you know, with it snowing and the wind blowing and it being zero or below. You know, get them up, to buy some shelter somewhere, and you know, basically, you know, most of these um, farms or areas that have livestock, you know, they have some water tank uh, warmers that keep keep them from freezing over. Because basically that kind of temperature, you know, even a big deep water trough could freeze into a solid chunk of ice. So, you know, these little heaters that float on top, at least keep part of a, the surface open where there is access to fresh water.
1: You know, it's weird, though, because like we let the dogs outside and let's say it's, you know, it's 28 degrees, it's 31 degrees outside and it's, it's at night and the dogs get out there and they seem to enjoy that for a little bit. They run and they chase each other. and uh, Obviously, we bring them in relatively quickly. Uh, what's the difference between, let's say it's, it's, you know, 25 and four, is there really that much of a difference? Will they enjoy four at all? Or, or how does that situation look?
5: Well, speaking for my dogs, I know they won't, they won't, they probably won't hardly get out the kitchen door to even go to the backyard, but (laughs) yeah, that's a huge difference when you're looking at a 25 to 30 degree difference and you're getting temperatures below that much below uh, the freezing mark, you know, it's, you know, they're, yeah, their foot pads are thick and everything, but they're not meant to stand out in zero-degree weather on a cold ground or snow, potentially, for any length of time. Because, again, you can see frostbite. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, most dogs, you know, unless they're maybe an arctic breed, aren't going to want to, you know, aren't going to want to spend much time at all outside. So, you know, put yourself in their place. if it's, The way I look at it, if it's too cold for me, it's too cold for them to stay outside.
1: It's so wild, though, because I think previous generations, and I think mm-hmm. about how my grandparents or great-grandparents would have talked about our animals. Mm-hmm. Other animals, they're going to be fine. They're used to the cold. It's they have fur. It's a dog. That's how we were yeah. kind of raised. And I think we've done a better job at educating people now as compared to what they knew.
5: Yeah, and I think as, 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 you know, as the years have, have progressed, uh, we, we know that they, you know, they experience pain just like we do, not only physical but emotional and psychological trauma. And, uh, but you know, back then, you know, it was like, ah, oh, you know, dog's got a broken leg. It, it'll it be okay. It won't move around. It, it'll, it'll heal. It knows what to do, but you know, as times have, have you know, our knowledge has advanced. I mean, yeah, they're, they're very sentient beings and they, they know, you know, they feel pain just like we do. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm proud that our profession has, has really made major advances in, you know, pain relief and control, not only of acute pain, but chronic pain. And, you know, we know that, uh, you know, they need to have a comfortable environmental conditions too, you know, where the, the bedding's dry, they're sheltered from, from wind and weather. And, you know, we just, we just need to keep, keep their best interests at heart. I think it's very important for us to think
1: about that as we head into these extremely uh, cold days that are yet to come. Hey,
5: Dr. Reed, obviously,
1: we appreciate you, man.
5: All right. Hey, man, you all have a good Christmas. It's coming right up around the corner. Hey, didn't you have uh, Didn't you have a little
1: story, a little anecdote you wanted to share with us this morning?
5: You know, yeah, I do. You know, this time of the year, it always makes me reflect. I think a lot of people reflect. And this story was told to me, related to me several years ago by a good friend of mine, Bill Brown. And, um this was it's a tragic story, but it it's got a uplifting uplifting ending and so he basically said there were these three businessmen that had attended a conference and, uh at a at a conference center in a hotel, and they were all in the same vehicle and headed back on their way home and they were in an accident, and tragically all three of the men were killed but fortunately, as they arrived to heaven uh before they were allowed to enter the gates, they were greeted by Saint Peter. And he says, you know, there's some rules before you get into heaven. In order to get into heaven, you must each produce something that represents Christmas and the holiday season. Right. So the first man he digs deep into his pants pocket, and he pulls out a cigarette lighter, and he lights it. And St. Peter says, how does that remind me of, of of Christmas? And he said, this is to represent a candle of hope. Right. And St. Peter says, oh, that's wonderful. You can come on in. The second man pulls out a set of keys from his pocket, he shakes them. These represent the sound of Christmas bells. Peter was impressed and said, "You can, you can enter." So when the third man comes, he reaches inside his suit coat pocket and he pulls out a pair of of some lacy red panties. Right. And Saint Peter says, "And what exactly do these have to do with Christmas?" And the man says, "Oh, they're carols."
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> my goodness. They're Christmas
1: carols. <laughs> man, that's the kind of material you get once a year from this guy right here. He is the man you need. Hey. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the Veterinarian of Choice of Arkansas' morning show with Brandon and Kelly, Dr. Kevin Reed from Care. Find out more at Vet-Care.com and on Facebook when you search VetCare Jonesboro. Hey, Dr. Reed, we appreciate you, man. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we'll talk to you in 2023.
5: That sounds great. Merry Christmas.
1: Me too.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinch. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by Alexis Cox, who is here to represent the Hispanic Center of Jonesboro, or as uh, I'm going to try it, Alexis, okay? Can I try it live on the air? Yeah okay. Oh, yeah, now, Alexis, you might have to coach me through this. El centro hispano. Oh.
3: Yeah, you even got the R roll in there. You did nice. good.
1: See, I'm trying. Let, let, let me hear you say it, though, Just hear how much better it sounds when you say it.
3: El centro hispano.
1: Yeah. That sounded a lot like that, didn't I? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, you did <laughs> Hey, give me, give me an idea for people who might not know what uh, the Hispanic Center, El Centro Hispano, uh, what do you guys provide for people in Jonesboro and Northeast Arkansas?
3: So we actually provide a lot of different services in six different areas, but we really have tried to focus on Spanish classes for people who want to learn Spanish and connect with the Hispanic and immigrant communities that. Are constantly increasing here in NEA. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot for the youth, the Hispanic youth. We offer educational programs for them as well. But really focusing in January, we're starting new sessions for our Spanish classes. So
1: let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, the number of people who now live in Northeast Arkansas, and really in the Mid South, who are Spanish speaking people who moved here. Is that number a number that we continue to see increase?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So um, in the fiscal year, this past fiscal year, we've seen a 148% increase in the number of people who have obtained lawful permanent residency. And that's, a, that's in the United States. But that obviously we have um, an influx of people in the South who are coming from the Mexican border and staying here that speak Spanish only.
1: So in that situation, when you think about um, think about being somewhere and you want to live somewhere safe, somewhere where you can maybe find some work, but you can't communicate with people here. And as business, you know, for us as radio, for people who do marketing and, and all that different stuff, we need to be able to communicate with uh, the Spanish-speaking population.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And in the past, our organization, El Centro Espino, we've done classes with police officers, uh, groups of police officers and we have with the fire department and we we want to encourage that with people that are interacting with the community it's just so important to be able to even just if it's like common language like simple things mm-hmm. Well,
1: let's talk about even like, I don't know if you've noticed on the radio, but we have more commercials where, you know, where we have somebody speaking Spanish trying to reach out because, uh, you know, if you're a business, you need to be able to be there to to everybody that's in your community. And you might be underserving a certain demographic. They might not know about your business if you're unable to speak that language.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, you know, we've seen a lot of business people reach out like managers, business owners coming to El Centro Hispano for help. Like, how can we connect with these people? And our Spanish classes also include some education about the culture, and that really does help as well, connect with the people.
1: So let's talk about the classes uh, specifically, because I see there's two different levels. What are the levels of the classes you guys are going to be teaching?
3: So we have level one, which is like an entry level. You'll learn like common greetings and how to do basic interactions. And those are going to be starting on January 23rd. And those will be on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, And we'll have two sessions of level one because that's kind of like the most common course that we do. And then we have level two, which is a more in-depth. You'll be learning, of course, more vocabulary, more grammar. how to how to incorporate verbs and things like that into your sentences, um, and that's going to be on Tuesday, starting January twenty fourth.
1: So if people, and those are eight. No, go ahead.
3: There are eight classes, and they're one time per week, and they're one hundred and thirty dollars with materials included, like your books and everything.
1: Yeah, and when you think about the investment that, mm-hmm. as an individual, you can make in yourself, but really in your business to be able to to you know have. The ability to speak Spanish. I think that that's invaluable right there that you guys are going to provide for for such a low cost.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that's really the goal is to is to do this at a low cost so that people can say, oh, you know, I could do that. I could actually afford to do that instead of like maybe having to pay thousands of dollars to go to do like a college course.
1: So in situations like this, when people hear this on the radio and they're interested in doing this, how do they get more information and where can they get signed up?
3: So we can do online. uh, If you want to correspond with us through our Facebook or Instagram pages, you can find us at El Centro Hispano Jonesboro. And we, if they have questions, anybody has questions, they can call our number at 870-931-1884. And that's our office number.
1: Hey, we appreciate your time this morning and uh, best of luck as we get ready to fill these classes and, Uh, We'll be in touch with you you next year to kind of provide more information.
3: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much.
1: All right. Thank thank you. you. Alexis Cox joins us this morning from El Centro Hispano in Jonesboro. Again, their number is 870-931-1884. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's kind of crazy looking at what the weather is going to do over the next couple of days. Like today, even though it's going to be cold, like today is almost like a warm front.
0: Yeah, well, I know. And then all of a sudden, we're going to be like not wanting to go outside to take our dogs out because our glasses that are metal will freeze to our face.
3: Yeah. So
1: basically, like today's high is going to be the highest. We're going to be all the way through uh, early next week. Mm -hmm. So today's high is going to be around 46, right? Uh, 40 tonight. Not too bad. Not even down to freezing, but it gives us time to kind of prepare and to get our pipes ready and to make sure everything's covered that needs to be covered and all that stuff. Now, rain, snow, that mixture tomorrow, temperatures fall all throughout the day tomorrow. Uh, Down to three degrees as the low tomorrow night. So Thursday night into Friday morning, three degrees is the temperature. And they're saying with the wind chill, it could feel like negative 15, negative 18, negative 20.
0: All right. Well, let's prepare. So there's a wind
1: chill warning. And again, for those of you who have faucets on the outside of your place, make sure those Uh are covered. Uh, The last thing you want in a situation like that is for, you know, a pipe to burst. And I've been in situations where I know people who have been in that situation Mm -hmm where, you know, you don't think it's going to happen to you, but man, if it does happen, talk about a mess. Yeah. So then Friday's high is going to be 14. The high on Christmas Eve is 23. And then Christmas Day, the high is going to be around 29. Uh, the windchill warning is in effect for Thursday night, tomorrow night into Friday. Be ready for that as we talk to Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, Take care of your pets. Mm-hmm. Take care of the elderly. And get ready, Arkansas. Here comes winter. Brandon, Baxter in the morning. I do believe we've survived our first day back after both of us being sick.
0: I think tomorrow our um, lung capacity should hopefully be better. Brutal, right? Yeah, if we had to hold our breath underwater for like 30 seconds right now, we wouldn't, I don't think we'd make it.
1: No, I might go like five seconds. Yeah. And we realize, like, I thought I felt pretty good this morning before I got to work. And then as soon as the microphone comes on and you have to project. Yeah. You realize, oh wait, this takes more wind than I well, thought.
0: Well, the projecting, and then and then we we're always watching a clock, you know, and, oh, yeah. and like it's timing and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a lot.
1: I'm physically exhausted at this point.
0: You know what? I'm glad you made it.
1: I'm glad. I, uh, you know what? Thank you very much. I appreciate all of you for the well wishes today. Uh-huh, the
4: well wishes.
1: Hope you guys have a great day, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.